Hello? Rob. This hey, Larry. Larry. What's up, babe? How, How you are doing, you, man? sir? Good. Good. Good, good to hear good. your voice. Good. Yeah, it's been like over 20 years, probably. Jeez, easily. <laughs> <laughs> you sound good, man? Oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Yeah, pretty much. Just locked in the house with my kids, and I'm going to kill them. <laughs> oh, sh- that I hear is like hard for a lot of parents. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare, bro. Uh, oh, my God. I love them to pieces, but... Uh-huh. Ah, uh, I just want them to go somewhere else right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, do you guys get to uh, get out of the house much? Yeah, yeah, we got we got uh, you know basketball net, we got our bikes, go on hikes and stuff. Okay, all right, well, that's we, pretty good. We're like glued together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was gonna uh, ask some questions of you about um, I don't know wh- how you uh, got started the Guggenheim, where you you know. How long, you know, what you did there after I was gone and, yeah, you know, a little bit of history, a little bit of, you know. A little bit of background. Yeah, a little bit of background. So, yeah, sure. Shoot away. Okay, well, what, um, I'll just start with that. What was your job before you started freelancing at the Duke? I was working for my dad's construction company in uh, Queens, New York. Okay. That's so I was, yeah. Yeah, I was doing that mostly, like houses, like renovating kitchens and bathrooms, and that shit was great, but really boring you know what i mean yeah well, so well, so i guess it's after you learn the the craft then you just yeah well, i went to art school you know i had dreams of being a visual artist and uh-huh. uh, you know I, I decided to keep the world from uh, more bad art and decided not to oh. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Rob. well you but you you make art through your music though oh absolutely yeah. yeah so no question on that so that's where my heart really was yeah so you so you you made the transition from your dad's construction company, uh, started working with us. I remember you. Yeah, it was ninety seven, I think. I was on your crew. Oh, ninety seven. So that was after I was uh, traveling back and forth. Then from yeah, uh, you were you were like yeah, you were like kind of like uh, uh, doing like three, you know, a few months in New York, a few months back down south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So see, I was I was. I probably, if I'd known that there weren't going to be any uh, jobs down here, I, I never would have moved. So. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there I was in that uh, situation for a while, and it was it's totally worth my while because it was, uh, you know, a whole different experience. But uh, so, yeah, so what what happened after, let's see, right, I left. I well, to going, give you a little. Yeah, go ahead. Well, sorry, just to give you a little more background. Sure. Um, I've been working in Soho too since I was like 18. Uh-huh. So I was working at all the clothing stores and doing like you know custom painting for them, ah. painting walls at Mary Boone for a while. So I never connected the dots right. that this was like a career trajectory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't until my stepmother handed me the Sunday Times uh-huh. and said, "There's a job opening at the Guggenheim. They're looking for installers. I think you should go and do this." Yes. So my stepmom Marilyn, she was like, "You need to do this right now." So I did. <laughs> She was right. <laughs> she was absolutely right. She created my career, basically. Uh-huh. So basically, that kind of happened. You know, I was doing Mary Boone, painting walls for six, seven bucks an hour. Uh-huh. You know, doing John Fluvog, Tootsie Blowhound, doing all the decorative painting for them. Okay. So I just started realizing that, you know, I, I just enjoyed that more than mm-hmm. I did, you know, doing kitchen. It was great working with my dad. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just, you know, it just didn't feel like something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. No, no, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. You need, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you had a need to expand. <clears throat> exactly correct, sir. The yeah. money was less, uh-huh. but the rewards were greater, you know, uh, personally. Okay, okay. Well, that's something to take note of, that you actually took a, a lesser pay. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were making way more money doing, I was, you know, and I started my own, like in between Goog and Pace mm-hmm. and everywhere else I was working. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and you helped me get the job at Pace actually. Ah, good, good, good. Yeah. Good. You were like one of them. That's what I mean. That's why I pay it forward now because all the people who helped me along the way oh, basically yeah. carved the path for me, you know? Cool. Well, I'm glad. I appreciate that. Um, of course, you know, you, you pretty much did it yourself, but I, yeah, I, I like the little bits of acknowledgement there on the, yeah, on definitely. The you got to open someone, someone has to open the door for you. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, so, so what, so what was it like working at Pace? Uh, uh, with, was it with Dave and Bill? Skonga? Yeah, it was Dave. It was Dave Girk. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I realized when I started working there, mm-hmm. there was only like a small team of people, but, um, I found out really quick that they were leaning on me to build walls and they were leaning on me for construction uh, projects. Right, and I was right. the youngest on the crew. And I was super young when I started working at the Google. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, only like 24, 25, uh-huh. 25, I think when I started there. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And I, I work at pace and I love working for Dave Gurk. He was an awesome dude. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just found that it was, you know, kind of like, okay, I'm getting paid like 15 bucks an hour to basically run a crew of dudes like 10 years older than me. I see. You know what I mean? And it just yeah. wasn't the same. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I got to mm-hmm. work with so many great artists and stuff. And then Arnie mm-hmm. Clemshire was such a great dude to work oh, with. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up donating a million dollars to our museum that we just opened here in Boston. Really? Because he's an alum of Mass Art. And that's where I'm at now. I've been ah. there for 16 years almost. Yeah. And then we. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, we just opened our new museum in February. Okay. And uh, he was a huge donor, man. He was like pivotal. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, thank so you. So it's all Marty weird Kirchner. how it all yeah. ties together in some way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, not having too many interactions with, with Arnie. He bought us uh, dinner one time. At, That's right, at, at the Japanese steakhouse. Oh, no, no, I wasn't at that oh, one. Oh, I wasn't at that one? Okay. No, it, we, it was like we had takeout, I think, up in the offices or something. Yeah, he ended up, we, I think we did the Lucas Samaras show. Oh, yes. And then yeah. after that, he took us to get Kobe steaks at wow. this Japanese steakhouse, man. It was wow. delicious, mm-hmm. but I had never experienced, you know, as a kid, like, you know, I'm not a kid, but yeah. so young yeah. in the scene mm-hmm. that I was just like, man, I hope it's like this everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong answer. Yeah. It's not like that everywhere. <laughs> it's not like that anywhere, man. No. There's one, one time I remember there was a brush on the show and we we're holding stuff in place to, for somebody to make a decision. And, they were a bunch of small pieces, and Arnie leaned in and started doing it too, with a, a kind of a, a panicked expression on his face, you know. Yeah, yeah. Panically and kind of amused that he was like doing some of the, you know, labor. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Cool. I remember. I was working one show. We were doing some uh, Ryman's. We were putting up some. Uh, it was like a collection show. Mm-hmm. And then we I was, opened up the boxes uh, with uh, one of the Ryman's, and you know the nature of the Ryman's. It's like I'm cardboard based, like pressed paper. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and they would bow because they, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's how many years old? Right, so we're taking right. it out of the box and Douglas Baxter was the curator. Oh, wait, I know that name. Remember oh, yes, Douglas? Douglas. Oh, yes. Oh, a- Ascot wearing Douglas Bas- yes, Baxter. Douglas. And he thought I was bending the Ryman and I was like, <laughs> no, it's the nature of the piece. And he was like, sit down. For the rest of the day, I just had to sit and watch them install because he wouldn't let me like hold anything after that. And I was just like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> that guy was, uh, was he's an interesting character. Yeah. I, I was dealing with him too, like a couple years ago on some pieces that Pace loaned to us for a show. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this guy doesn't remember me at all. <laughs> oh. oh, good. Yeah. And that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I could, <clears throat> yeah. He, he was a, 
I didn't. <laughs> he was a man. Right? Yeah, he was a character. He's a cliche, That's man. He was definitely a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you may let's see. Uh, give me a couple stories. Let's see. You you probably ended up uh, managing some crews uh, at the yeah Cooper right at some you, point. Yeah, right after you left, I took over uh, your spot uh, running the paint crew. Uh huh. And I did that for I think through the motorcycle show. Awesome. And awesome. then, yeah, then Rich Gombar was like, you know what? I just want you to be a floating crew chief. So you're running around. So I was basically under Michael Sarf. So I kind of yeah. moved up quickly regarding mm-hmm. as a freelancer, too. Mm-hmm. And then being so young, and I was like such a novice compared to like Dave Guesquire and, mm-hmm. you know, Bobby Sikas and all these guys. Yeah. But they just dug my personality and understood that I was not, not knowledgeable as far as they were. Mm-hmm. But I had that passion and that drive to kind of keep crews moving and understanding the nature of crews. Yeah. So that was really, it was cool. They all took me under their wings mm-hmm. and then just kind of let me run with it, you know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. They recognized you as a, as a, uh, you were, um, flexible, but also like, uh, very, uh, energetic and, into, yeah. you know, paying attention, you know, it's, it's yeah, like definitely half of it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly where I was and what I was blessed to have, you know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely yeah. took, took and rode that horse out of X town, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that definitely was the feeling I had there. I was, you know, of course, from someone like me that was not raised in New York City, it's it's a thrill to be in the city to begin with. Yeah, but it was it, fantastic. Yeah, but then to be energized at a place like the Guggenheim, you'll do you'll do whatever they want. You know, you're like, yeah, I get to run around this building. You know, <laughs> exactly. That's like the building itself is a piece of art. Yeah, and then I get to install and work on art. Yeah. And then I kind of jumped crews too. Like I was Joe, you know, Joe Adams and Scott Wixon and those guys. When, I, when yeah. work was down for our crew for ProServe, mm-hmm. they were like, we'll jump on the art handling crew. So I was one of the, you know, one of those few that were able to kind of morph between both crews. Because yeah. it was kind of like the, never, the, the twain never met with mm-hmm. the ASAP mm-hmm. crew and the ProServe crew. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We were the dirty Some art ProServe. handlers and they were the clean art handlers. You know, it wasn't that, it just, I think it felt that way more than it really was that way. But it's like, because I, I started in art handling and then found that I could be more active and maybe somehow gained more over on ProServe. So I started doing that and never asked to go back, you know. So I think Yeah, right, right, exactly. There were people that wanted to switch, and they, I, they probably could have if they had, you know. I don't yeah, know. I enjoyed being on both things. I just mm-hmm. thought anything I can learn at this place is going to benefit me in the future. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. And then just, it was such just, it was like I opted out of grad school. Like I decided I was going to pay back my undergrad, mm-hmm. pay back for this BA I have. And then I'll go to grad school. And then once I got to the Guggenheim, I was like, ah, I'm already in grad school. This is grad yeah, school for yeah, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was every single day learning something. Getting what you want right there. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. And getting paid for it. Right. Perfect. That's like <laughs> it's, it's a win-win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, let's see. That you um, at some point transitioned over to, the, to Boston. Yeah. So what ended up happening at the Guggenheim back after 9-11. Yeah. Um, Everything was so tense, you know what I mean? Uh, Everybody was so, like, out of their swords. And then we were working, I think it was, uh, I want to say, the Aztec show. Mm -hmm. And we were building all of these um, walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it was Aztec. I want to say it was Aztec. Maybe it was Brazil. Actually, it was Brazil. Okay. was in 2001, I believe. Oh, I bet that was awesome. And then I was, we had a delivery from Lenoble Lumber. Mm -hmm. Downstairs at the dock. I run down to deal with it, but I'm in the middle of something else. I'm, like, Ram 6. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know how it was. You got spread thin at that yeah. place because yeah, there's so like, much happening in so many different facets. More than one boss with, you know, exactly, directions. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then Rich Gombar and I, who he was like my one of my mentors, mm-hmm. 
we did not, we, we had static and I quit. I walked away oh. I told him to go fuck himself. And oh. I was like, and I left. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years later we, we, we made up with each mm-hmm. other and he, you know, we're now friends. Like it's great. Yeah. He's a good guy, um, but he's another, he's uh, good, Sometimes we get a little, yeah, yeah. little hot headed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so the two mix, of us got yeah. hot headed together. <laughs> and then I ended up going back in 2004 okay. or no, 2000, yeah, 2004. Okay. Um, right before I had met my wife, um, um, in New York and she was, I met her in Brooklyn. Okay. And then, um, she was in, she's an architect. So she was studying at Parsons okay. and then decided to move back home to Boston, All where she's right. from. Uh-huh. So we kept that relationship up for about a year. And then I was working at the Guggenheim again and doing contracting and doing a lot of side jobs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I want to be with this woman for the rest of my life. I'm going to marry her. So I'm going to move to Boston, which is for a New Yorker, like the worst thing ever. <laughs> Wait, why is that? <laughs> because I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a diehard oh. baseball fan. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. There's a, so there's a rivalry. It was, yeah. more, the, the yeah, it was more the Boston rivalry. <laughs> So I got up and I, you know, being me, I was not going to move to a new town without mm-hmm. having a gig lined up. Right. Good call. So I went to Mass Art thinking, all right, I'll have a three year, I give a three year plan and then I'm out of this joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's 16 years ago. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Which is something I didn't expect uh-huh. because I started teaching at the college too while I was being the preparator. Oh. And then I was just working with all these students and training all these kids. And yeah. I was just like, wow, this is an unexpected avenue that i did not expect to take yeah you mean um and teaching classes but or teaching just uh uh student uh interns b- both of them yeah i, I train the students um mm-hmm. at, in, on my crew mm-hmm. i usually have like anywhere from you know 20 to 30 students uh-huh. and then a couple Shh. freelancers usually all alums of the school oh. but then i started teaching in our uh, studio for interrelated media okay um and teaching a class called methods and design and art exhibitions which is basically hey. what we do so right, it was this right. cool thing where i created this course mm-hmm. on the do's and don'ts of how to make an exhibit and teaching artists proper tech you know techniques and protocols mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. own practices to make it better for them when they're installing because you know as well as i do oh. nothing's worse than working with an artist that doesn't know what the hell they're doing right right or getting artwork shipped to you in garbage bags. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And you're yeah. just like, this is not yeah. cool for fine art. Yeah, you know, bath so. towels and yeah, <laughs> exactly. Duct tape, really? Yeah, it's not archival. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> this yeah. hefty bag is not archival. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes the, the the hardware that's on the back, or the way they oh, the stretch of the painting. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, you have. So to... that's one of the things too. Is like ready to hang, like in fashion, it's ready to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like if your art's not ready to hang, it's not hanging. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah it's like yeah. I, I don't have. To, and that's what I still get even now. I'll get mm-hmm. artists at, 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 at the Mass Art Art Museum that don't know how to put no. hardware on the backs of their work. Oh, just hang it from the frame. Yeah. Hang it from yeah, the yeah. stretcher. It's like, ah. Uh, yeah, no. You can't do it because you're already. It's called like, a D-ring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You should buy some. See, once you, once you already know how to do it properly, you can't bear when someone's like, no, I don't care. Just, you know, do what you want. Just exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my biggest pet peeves with artists, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's the thing in art school. They don't train you to do, Mm-mm, they no. don't train you how to do the back of the work no. or how to get hanging mechanisms Mm-mm. or understanding transport. Or like I had one grad student make a piece and I'm standing there, you know, say I do crits for grad students and stuff. Okay. And I'm in their studio and I was like, this is great. This is wonderful. Can I ask a question? How are you getting out of the, out of the studio? And she's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? And oh. I was like, your door is only 36 inches wide <laughs> at eight, you know, eight, you know what I'm saying? I was like, she's like, wow, I didn't even think about oh, that. Like, well, shit. I guess it's going to stay in your studio now. Right, right. Because this thing is not going to leave. So that was, you know, it's like, this is stuff that should have already been learned. 
Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't, you know, it's not an on-the-job kind of training thing where it's like, oh, God, I can't get my work to the gallery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> all these things kind of led to me realizing, like, oh, there's a, there's a lack here at the school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it was great to do it, and I've, I've had a blast. It was yeah. an unexpected road yeah. that I never thought I'd take, like teaching. Like, you know, it's like... Amazing, yeah. But it's really cool. Yeah, and I didn't think of it either, but now when I, you know, make a note of your personality, you're perfect... That's great. I love it. It's one one of my favorite things is just being around these kids, you know, because they're me Mm -hmm. 25 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. More than that shit 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Every year it's longer ago. (laughs) I know. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, So you're like uh, chief preparer? I'm the chief preparer, yeah, at at Mass Art Art Museum, or MAM, as we call it, our acronym. MAM. Okay. Yeah. And it's relatively new? We just opened up February 22nd with our grand public opening. Okay. okay. And then we got shut down for COVID. <laughs> oh, right. That leads to my next question. How, how is the museum and, and how are you managing the quarantine? Uh, what are freelancers doing around there? You know, what's, what's going on? Well, luckily, we're paying our freelancers. Ah. So if they were on the schedule, they're all getting paid their full payments. Okay. Um, and so are the students. So everybody's still getting paid for now. And mm-hmm. so, you know, because right now, May 4th is the date we're supposed to go back. But I have a feeling that's going to get pushed yeah, up a little too. further. Right. You know, and then they, um, all the students are done for the semester. They're all working online. Mm-hmm. So no one's allowed back into the college until <sighs> after, you know, after Amazing. this whole thing blows over. So their semester is pretty much at home now. Mm. And then for us, when we, if, we, if and when we do go back in May... We don't have a student crew because they're the ones who are our gallery attendants, uh, you know, and then mm-hmm. half the crew that I have, other than the freelancers, are the people who do all the work with me. So they're not allowed back on campus. Right. So most so of So how the hell are we going to function? Right. You, so, you're going to have to hire uh, freelancers and... Which is, I'm fine with because yeah. that's who we are. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah. I'm always a freelancer, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Even though my boss has something different to say about it. What you actually are you um, technically uh, full time? I'm full time benefited. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. Union as well, which is incredible. Ah, okay, that's so pretty that's, awesome. Uh, that's, it's pretty awesome. I gotta be honest. I mean, again, it's like limited. You know, you have a cap on how much you're gonna make. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I still dig it, man. Which yeah, is great. Yeah. You know, it's mostly the students, though. I didn't. It's like I said, an unexpected treat to be able to work with these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not kids; they're young adults. But but. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's just it's a cool thing. It is. I I I, want, I spoke to uh, Joe Adams yesterday. I spoke to him the day before. Yeah, <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah, and I'll probably be calling him again. But um, and I'd mentioned to him that that I benefit from working with students at uh, at UGA. Yeah, how long have you been there now? I've been oh, I've been there almost sixteen years. As a matter of fact. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So it's you know you get a get a, a decent job you, you want to hang on to it you know <laughs> yeah especially in this climate yeah i know and the weird thing is too is everybody's so transient these days yeah that people are blown away that i'm working at a place for almost 16 mm-hmm. years they're like what kind of crazy crap is that it's unheard of yeah it's unheard of now yeah. you know people are jumping jobs like every three to yeah. five years well i'll tell you i have urges to um expand and broaden so do and, i about you know so do i you know after this last install opening the museum it's like i'm a chief preparator not a, a building facilities manager right right so it's like you're playing you're wearing 10 to 15 different mm-hmm. hats mm-hmm. you know suddenly i'm a lighting designer now you know yeah, trying right. to test out our new lighting system and i'm like i'm not qualified to do this yeah. <laughs> you know i'm thinking of mary well, from the google yeah yeah well they, we I'm had like, to call her <laughs> yeah you probably should but you know yeah. the thing is you're 
you're capable of it. It's just that the, if you're um, not being allowed the time and the, the hands precisely. to precisely, precisely to do it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that is what one thing. I it's not like that everywhere. Like a large museum like the Guggenheim has its own. They call in their own temps for the lighting crew, their own temps for registrars. Their yeah, own, I know they've got it all. It's just yeah, fantastic. There's a, there's a department. You know, like like at ours, we're small, so we I paint, do graphics, build crates, in, and install art. And, uh, yep, oh, fortunately, I haven't done lighting in a while, but that was one of the things I did, you know. For, yeah, so. and, and it's, which is awesome, but it's also. Uh, it's so, just, so, yeah, it's just some, it's out of your wheelhouse to some yeah. degree, you know. Yeah. Well, Not so, that we can't take care of it. Yeah. Well, luckily, I feel like a lot of, lately I've had time to do more things. It's, like a, it's a benefit. Like, I feel like. This is something I didn't get. I wasn't able to do when I was in New York because the, everything was so specialized. Right, you know? exactly. So now I got to dip my hands in other things, you know, and it's plus and minus. Like I, you know. Yeah, it's like for example, like all the tech stuff. Like when I came to yeah. Mass Art, mm -hmm. I didn't have a tech background. Right, you know, right. I had a VCR. I had a DVD player. Right. Okay. You know, I had stereos and guitars. Right. I knew music stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to then make that transfer to projections mm. and throws and lumens right. and hey. all these things that you had to learn <laughs> on the job. Yeah, to yeah. Pull off, you know. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I knew being obsessive compulsive that I would learn it. Right, right. But that stress level of just mm -hmm. now all of a sudden I'm a lighting guy, a tech guy. A, carpenter a painter mm -hmm. a manager mm -hmm. and i only have there's only six of us on our staff like our mm. full-time staff oh. and then they're varying degrees of experience you know what i mean i'm like one of the only people that actually has like museum background i see so you know, how many galleries are working at galleries at college you know like mm -hmm. so i was coming from a professional museum background right right into a place that was not professional at I all see. even though they claim to be right right you know, so then all of a sudden now I'm an interior designer and I'm a, you know, a hoarder expert who have to mm -hmm. get rid of all the crap our previous director had, no. you know, a, you know, the MFA throws out 10 pedestals. All of a sudden they're in our room, mm. you know, they're in one of our storage rooms. And it's like, we don't need these. I you see. Know? So yeah. going through and recycling and getting rid of stuff and mm -hmm. <laughs> interesting, you know, I'm, you know, where I'm coming from. Yeah, I do know. So, oh, so yeah. So your in your department, do you have like a. Is it just you when there's not students and freelancers? I mean, is that's correct? It's just me regarding that. But I, I'm trying now to push for an assistant preparator. I've been pushing for about five years. Mm -hmm. So I've got this one kid. She's great, mm -hmm. uh, Savannah Nelson. Okay, she's been fantastic, and she just graduated in '19. But okay. you know, she's beyond her years as far as just having a good work ethic, which I've found now with the younger crews. Mm -hmm. I know I'm getting older, and the music's too loud. Turn it down. Right, right, Grandpa. But yeah the work ethic has changed you mm. know what i mean so that's something i've noticed over my time yeah. like you know now covering two decades at mass art right right there's a total difference in just the way they approach showing up on time uh. or being ready to work at nine yeah. you know it doesn't mean you come and bring your egg sandwich at 9 20 and sit and eat your breakfast yeah so it's like trying to make you understand like this is a job you're getting yeah. paid yeah. you know first and foremost yeah <laughs> and nine is a pretty easy time to make that is great man we yeah. had to be at the google at like a quarter to, a quarter to eight ready to work at eight mm -hmm. and you were there till eight you know right I mean? we worked 12 hour days yeah yeah, yeah easily and then we were happy to have them exactly because exactly. <laughs> that's time and a half coming yeah up. mike sarf took over for rich gombard back i think in 2003 mm -hmm. Girl, mike, right rich yeah. left to go to dartmouth okay 
and then Mike Sarf took over. Uh-huh. And then, uh, well, now Mike is up in the on the on the eighth floor, really, or the ninth floor with all of the office people. Yeah, he moved up. He got promoted. I knew he. Would, and, I knew that was his uh, intended trajectory. Was to yeah. You know, well, I always swore that he and I, he didn't like me very much. Mm-hmm. And that's like, then I'm, you know, a sensitive, insecure artist. Yeah. And I just always got the vibe that he thought I was trying to get his job or mm-hmm. something. And I was just like, dude, I'm just energized. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm not like yeah. a guy. I have no ill in, right. you know, intentions anywhere. Mm-hmm. But being such a very laid back guy, mm-hmm. he, I think my, just my energy was just maybe too much for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't know. I mean? But yeah. It was weird. It was weird. It was just cool. But he was great, though, because he hired me back after mm-hmm. I, you know, after Rich left. Yeah, cool. I think, yeah, he has, you can, I think he has a face that's, that's hard to read. Oh, totally. Oh, my yeah. God. He's got, like, that deadpan face where yeah. you, can't, you can't understand what he's thinking. And he might be right. so happy. Right, right. Or you would never know because he's the same exact way when he's so mad. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't tell the difference. But you can tell in my face, man, I'm mm-hmm. very, like, you know, like animated. Like, you'll know when I'm upset. Right, right, right. You, you know what I mean? It, like, yeah. why is your brow so crinkled? <laughs> yeah, no reason. <laughs> no, no reason, no reason. I was just about to pull my hair out in about two seconds. <laughs> so you guys are... Yeah, that's where I guess that's the situation uh, most of us are in now is not knowing when we're actually going to go. Yeah, what's up with you, man? Are you uh, you're good to go over there, right? Yeah, I'm get I'm they're still paying us and um the my uh task is well, you're sort of part of it because I'm I'm uh, pursuing uh professional development, so my one of my efforts is going to be call some people working in the field and that's how they're dealing with it and what they're you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. To be honest with you, I've done a lot of research on psychology. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Hang on. Okay, so due to technical difficulties, I had to give Rob a call back a couple days later. So here we go. Good morning, Larry. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you hanging in there? Good. Good. And yourself? About the same. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Okay. So I got same the, day every day. Same. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> are you getting your rest? Are you? Uh... Uh, prob- I think I'm probably resting less than I I would normally would be. Yeah. Just because like, I'm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like not being able to sleep. Yeah. Last night I couldn't sleep. I just you know just like lost my entire freelance crew this week. Oh. They laid them all off. Oh. And, uh, so I just feel absolutely gutted. Oh sh. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. You know, the college is losing a ton of money. Right, right. But um, it doesn't feel any better. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. And feel for them. And the, uh, the, yeah, the country's going to be a different place after this. No kidding. After no kidding, man. Amazing. And I spoke to a couple other Guggenheimers, and they're all getting laid off. They're about to drop the hammer on them. Uh, so oh, it's just boy. happening everywhere, man. Oh, like Matt Schwady, you know, told me like he was he's got a job. He had a, a contracted job and like for at least a six months, and it's gone. Done. Oh no. So it's like livelihood, man. It's being attacked. Amazing. That is that is amazing. Jeez. Okay. Well, I wanted to kind of keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But hey, no. Good morning. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Start your day off with a nice uh, yeah. punch in the gut. Exactly. Yeah. How's your wife and kids? What'd you have for breakfast? I don't know. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah. So you kind of answered, but part answered continued on one of my. My question says because uh, we were ta- you had I was asking how you were dealing with quarantine and then yeah. you start you mentioned something about 
researching on some philosophy, and then I couldn't hear anything. Oh you were yeah, so the, yeah. the psycho- it, So basically, working with the new generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even know what you call them now. They're not millenn- I mean, the millennials or the millennials, but just Gen Y or Gen whatever the hell they call them. Yeah, yeah. And it's know. just a different beast. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the kids that go to mass art are, are from a working class or lower middle class background. So, yeah. you know, you think at being the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, you think you'd be able to navigate them. I and mean, I've been running no. crews for, you know, well over 20 plus years. Yeah. You know, people. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And exactly. And then you have to like, you know, just like yourself, you have to be a certain kind of personality mm-hmm. to be able to be a supervisor. Yeah. But yeah. what I've found is just these kids just don't have work ethic. Mm. You know what I mean? Not yeah, all of yeah. them. Don't get me wrong, but. It just seems with each increase, each year that mm-hmm. I get a new crew, new students, yeah. it starts to change. Uh-huh. Like they just seem less motivated, more interested in their phones. Yeah, the phone is constantly a thing. calling. Yeah, constantly calling in sick. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like I, I know some of them have to be real, but a yeah. lot of it sounds psychosomatic or just like you're trying to get out of coming to work. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, becomes, are these the these are the students though? They're not like. Well, there's students and then there are alums. Okay. So all of my freelancers are alums. Okay. Um, I kind of keep it in the in the family. Okay. But um, but some of those kids, I mean, a year, two years out of uh, mm-hmm. college, you know, they have, you know, there's definitely some mental health issues too that mm-hmm. I don't know are le- if they're legit or not because I'm not a trained psychiatrist or psychologist. Yeah. But I've just found myself trying to investigate how do I go about dealing with the new generation? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to motivate them? Because all of my usual tactics don't seem to be working oh okay yeah you know because usually the motivator is money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they show up you get paid you, you know you can pay right. your rent right 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 mm. yeah sounds like at least a large portion of them are not taking it seriously well that's the thing i think that's the that's the problem is they don't see it as a, like a career trajectory yeah you know, they all have these grand ideas of being artists, and it's like, you know, you're going to have to work. Right, right, yeah. I've, yeah, I worked through that idea. Yeah, that you also have to pay the bills. Well, yeah, I think exactly. that it might, you know, they, they, they made the transition from student there to employee there, then that, you know, they kind of like, maybe it seemed too easy. Well, I think that might be part of the problem. I think you're right about that. I think they're already in the culture of the college and then they mm-hmm. graduate and then they come work for me. So it seems like it's just an extended, like a fifth year of college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they may be approaching it like that. And I, like I said, I also teach in um, the studio for interrelated media. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I, I draw a lot of my talent from that, that, that uh, department and that department is kind of just, uh, you know, anything goes, you know what I mean? You can do, you can, one day you can do dance, you can do performance art, you can do uh-huh. painting, you can do everything in one and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, every semester I do a, well, every fall semester we do a show, like we create our show, they come up with a concept, we figure out everything from, you know, all the nuts and bolts, a basic, very over, like quick overview of what you would expect in a museum. Uh-huh. And it's meant to help them understand what's expected of you as an artist. Right, right. You know, and just kind of give them the, 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 the soup and, you know, soup to nuts about, um you know, what you are expected as a professional artist. Right, right, Which right. we're saying is just not given hmm. in most car, you know, most, most yeah. art schools don't even cover that. No, they don't. I, I, <sighs> yeah, I, I, I figure that stuff out after, after art school. I'd love to send you my syllabus, too, to see what you think. Oh, uh, sure, after, sure. Yeah, you know? And I mean, if it's something you're interested in, it would be a wonderful thing for you to do at the college, too, uh, you know? Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah. I will, you know, think about it. I will look at it. I'll look into it. I think maybe. you'd be great yeah. at it. Okay, thanks. 
appreciate that. <laughs> of course. But um, I, as I mentioned, I spoke to Rich Kahnbach. Yes. We were on the phone for about an hour, and when I told him that you, you and I had spoken, he was like, wait, what? He didn't call me? <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I'm so going like, to call him. I'm not him. getting in the middle of this. I'll tell Larry, but I'm not getting in the middle of this. <laughs> funny, funny. I call, Well, I, had, I just remember I had put a post on uh, – I, I wrote in on one of the posts that you shared that also Matt yeah. Sweetie had commented on, and maybe Rich. And I was like – I said to any of you guys, thinking that everyone would – uh, read it and 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 contact me if they were interested. Yeah, but no yeah. one did. So it's it, it becomes harder. I have to like you know contact people. I even uh, I paid you know a little. I bought an an ad in in Facebook and kind of directed it places to get yeah. to see if I get any responses because I was like I know people in this town that town will, will they see this ad and then you know because all it was doing in my museum professional installer friends want to talk about how you know how, how it's working out and no one's i don't oh, oh yeah i did get some responses but they you know but it was very few so i don't know yeah i think so, some people probably have a hard time talking i yeah. have a big mouth i like to talk they, yeah it's easier yeah or they want to be they, they don't think i really mean them and they want to you know it's better if i ask them directly you know what i mean yeah right right because exactly. i did i think i asked you directly i don't know you did I remember yeah yeah I remember, I think it was in the same post, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to try to get to everybody, you know. The longer this goes, the, you know, yeah, the more people I'll be able to talk busy. to. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, so, uh, let's, don't worry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you. Yeah, listen, a, a couple of art uh, or, or creative endeavor things that I noticed about you in the past is one I remember you were in some sort of comedy little short film with a friend a oh, while yeah. back. Oh yeah, Ben Fine. Remember Ben Fine? Not sure. He worked. Uh, he worked as a painter on on your crew with me. I believe maybe you maybe you had left already. Yeah, I. But he's a phenomenal. I mean, he does editing. You know, he's just a brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and I have just been friends for years. I mean, the guy stood up with me at the at my wedding. You know. Ah. Beautiful. So he and I have been doing comedy stuff like since God, since I guess early 2000. Mm -hmm. And we did like a short, like an, uh, you know, he did a stop motion thing that was like a minute about a, you know, an actor going in for an audition. Uh -huh. And then um, we did this movie called Fairy Tales Investigated. Okay. And it was like fun, it. you know, so yeah. we could take a look at it. It's FTI, Fairy Tales Investigated. Okay. So it's just basically kind of a, uh, a spoof uh, on, on, on like, um, you know, uh, Muppets and stuff, and then live action. Okay. So it's like we're detectives, and I have like a, you know, this. Uh, <laughs> this I other, see. Yeah. So that's what we kind of did. Okay. Cool. I've been I did working see on that. things. Okay. Oh, been working on things like he did some, you know, animation. He did a couple of cartoon things with me in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just uh, drawings, like you know, actually illustrated cartoons. All right. And uh, we've been, always been working on stuff. We're going to do a podcast called Jewishish. Okay. Because cool. I found out recently that I'm of Jewish heritage from hey. Germany, which I did not know. Which ah. was an interesting find. Uh huh. Thank you, Ancestry.com. <laughs> cool. That'll be a great podcast. It'll be like a, uh, it'll be a, uh, a, a comical and uh, educational exactly. at the same time. <laughs> and he's Jewish too, so he's been swearing for years. I, I'm telling you, you're Jewish. You're Jewish. <laughs> And I thought, just because I grew up in Manhattan doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. definitely yeah, that's influenced not right. by the Jewish culture. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's kind of stuff we were doing. Just anything, you know, it's just anything to keep creative, man. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's, 
I, I can't think of my life without doing something creative. No, no, you have to, or you just like I'll start, just die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, die. Just start drinking or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Already there. Okay. Already oh yeah. That. Already doing that one. Yeah. It turns out I'm doing a little <laughs> more of that uh, during the quarantine. I know. I found myself getting more Guinness than I am getting like bread. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, we have to save money for the beer. <laughs> it's got yeast. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. So, um, um, uh, and I assume you're always working on something musical. Oh, right now, yeah. I'm working on my new band project, uh, Ego and the Appropriators, which is um, dropping our EP. I like dropping like it's going anywhere. Our EP. Um, in the next two weeks, which okay. is great. Okay. W so, what, will it be on your SoundCloud or will it be on? Uh... It'll be yeah. I'm gonna re-release everything for free for like a, you know for 30 days, 60 days, just so people can download it and listen mm -hmm. to new music for free. But uh, then it'll be you know sold on Bandcamp, and then I'll um, planning on doing like a limited edition like vinyl like EP. Okay. All right. So that way uh, people could buy them, you know, with a little bit more kind of designed vibe to it. Sure. Sure. Um. Uh. Can I? Sh What's your Bandcamp? Uh, my bank is uh, just Ego and the Appropriators. Okay, Ego and the Appropriators. I'll find that and share that link. Or or the SoundCloud's fine, too. Okay. And that one's exactly the same thing, Ego and the Appropriators. Okay. I may already be following you. I'm not sure. Great. Yeah, you think you are, actually. Okay. Yes, you are. Because I don't okay. have that many followers. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I can tell instantly who's following me. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> your, your, your thing's coming out when now? Uh, hopefully, I'm trying to get it done before the end of this month. Okay, All right. I've got a, uh, a a fantastic brass player, this trombone player out of uh, Northern England, who just did a line for me, and then uh -huh. I have this other cat, this guy Ken Field. Uh, the, the English guy's name is uh, John Day. Don Day. Then, um, John Day. Yeah. John Day. Okay. Uh -huh. And then uh, Ken Field, who is a fantastic uh, uh, sax player, flute like the dude is just ridiculous. Amazing. And he just cut this stuff. I have a little studio in my basement, mm -hmm. and the, uh, he just came down and just laid it down. Like four layers of tracks, just killed it. Oh, I can't so wait great. to hear it's that. Collaborating, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> that is exciting. So yeah, so it's it was all recorded. It was nobody did anything from a distance because this was all before the only John Day. Yeah, John Day just got me the track. Like he did it uh, with a we transfer file, uh -huh. and it was a wave, and then I was able to just drag it right into my garage band. Okay. Beautiful. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's a, such a new way of doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Such an archaic thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to, like, comment on the, on the now that I thought of it, on the kids today, like, the all the interns I've worked with, they all grew up with iPhones and the new technology. I know. So, it's like second nature. Yeah. So whatever uh, knowledge that I might have uh, because I lived through it, they, if they're smart, they already read about it and they already, they know more about the you know bands or music from my time than i do you know it's incredible it's right? rare that i can share something new that they're that actually interests them or you know what i mean it's like they're already right, smarter right. than me <laughs> no by far that's what i mean that's what kind of gets me frustrated it's like i love i always like to surround myself with people who are a little bit better than me at certain things mm -hmm. just kind of like an old military kind of vibe like surround yourself with the best right. possible yeah yeah healthy <laughs> but um they, yeah, they piss me off all the time. Because <laughs> they prove to me that I'm dumber than Funny. Not that much better. Hey, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like slow it down with your knowledge. Right. You're only 20. Take it easy. <laughs> I got 28 years of more garbage in my head than you do. That's right. That's right. And you, yeah, you can't focus as easy when you get older. No. <laughs> well, ego and the appropriators. Yeah. Uh, what, um, what else um, did I... 
what else did I probably not ask about that maybe would be useful for uh, either museum world stuff or 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 your, your art or, or your music? Or well, I think just the main thing for me, like my, I've kind of dedicated myself to training mm -hmm. these young artists. Mm -hmm. And I don't pretend to know their mediums or what their studio practices are, but I just really, really think just working with, you know, like us being in there, yeah, like musicians, yeah. artists, actors, mm -hmm. writers, they just, I don't know, just to get it into their heads mm -hmm. that art school kids, you got to see beyond the graduation date. You know, right, you've got to right. be able to prepare yourself for a life of working your ass off right. and maybe getting almost no recognition whatsoever mm -hmm. and being okay with that. Yeah, yeah. If you can get past that, then you can keep and then on you're being good, productive. And you're golden. Right, true, true. Because then you can, you know, have a professional studio space or at least an area in your apartment mm -hmm. that you can dedicate to this. And, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. being 18, 19, thinking I was going to be a rock star. Right, right. Sure. 48, still not. Still, no, no. <laughs> still almost rock star. <laughs> almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aging wannabe rock star. Like. Yeah, you know. But, you're, yeah, that's the way I uh, um, describe myself now is like, well, I do it too. I yeah. am a participant, you know. <laughs> exactly. And as long as you keep participating, you know yeah. what I mean? As long as you keep putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, that's what keeps you young. It keeps you vibrant. It keeps you thinking. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like if you get too set in your ways and, and just hold these grudges against things. Yeah. You never, you know, it's like anything else. You're never going to, you're never going to be able to find the passion, you know, no. or hold right. on to that passion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Deb uh, Whitney oh, yeah. recently. Yeah. And she said something. Very similar. It, it, those type of thoughts are just, uh, are, uh, I think she said, they're like a block. They're like ultimately, you know, they close, they distract your, st distract you from your, what you're working on. Exactly yeah. right. And then yeah. being being an artist, we're insecure. You know, we're right. always looking for that, <laughs> you, know, you know, for right. someone to take a look and hope mm -hmm. they like it. And, right. You know, and that's why I think Facebook is so much fun. Uh-huh. Because you get, I know I virtual DJ as much as possible just to have people. You know, so for mm -hmm. me, I think Facebook can get a little too political. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a political person. Right, you know? right. I, mean, I have my politics, but it's not really for anybody else to be. You know. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Destroyed with. Right, but, right. But um, you know, it's just great. It's it's good. Like to, to just put your stuff out there, man, mm -hmm. and advertise your stuff, and you know, and invite people to your shows and. Right. I don't know. I mean, share your music. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, then so what? Then you lose, yeah. lose nothing. You only right, gain. Right. You know? That's, yeah. That sounds like a pretty healthy attitude. <laughs> it, it really is. It's the only way to be. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how long I'll hold on to it, considering the recent light of what's going on. Yeah. No. But it, I think more now than ever is mm -hmm. probably the best thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like the artists uh, and, and uh, people that have something to work on while they're stuck in their, you know, they're stuck in their homes. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I would do if I didn't have the music. Right, you know? right, like, right. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, people find things, you know. I don't yeah, know. you got to find it. That's the yeah. thing, yeah. So <laughs> we have you. You have your art. You have your, you know, yeah. your podcast endeavors. You have things you're constantly doing stuff, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. you're a creative human. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's the only way to attack any of this crap, even just the everyday life, you know. Exactly, exactly. Now I'm getting really philosophical. Beautiful. No, that's all right. Yeah. But I think that's pretty much my whole okay. still about this. No, I love it. Yeah, and, and and what I recorded before, I got a good, a good story. That's good, man. Thanks yeah. for having me do this. Yeah. No, thank you for doing it. I really it's appreciate a, you yeah. thinking of me. 
Oh, sure. I, you know, how could I not? I, there's, I'm pretty much thinking of, uh, of all of you. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just can take one, you know, one day at a time. Yeah, exactly. Rob, it's yeah. Really cool because it's like, I haven't talked to you in so long. I know. And I talked to you and I said, Rich Gombo, I had him come last year to one of my classes and lecture. Ah. Uh, and then Joe Adams and then Mike Asente, all these yeah. guys. It's like, we kind of touch base on Facebook, but mm -hmm. I feel like we've drawn closer together in, in a way, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rich Gamba was talking about at some point when this all blows over, we should all get together in New York or something and, and just go out and have some dinner and fuck sure. around and just laugh, you know? Sure. Good idea. Good idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Rob, really, thank you. Oh, cool. But thank no. you again. Thank you, sir. And, yeah, and I will uh, talk to you soon. Yes, stay safe, my friend. Yeah, you too. Take all care. Right, thanks, man. Bye-bye. Well, Rob seems to be doing pretty good, though trapped in the house like most of us. Thank you, sir, for helping me shed a little light into what's happening with art installers in Boston. I'm Larry Ford. Thank you for listening to Limited Perspective.